Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is... Council member Isaiah Thomas, he is an at-large member of city council, and he joins us to talk about an effort to get black men, young black men, to vote. Councilman Thomas, good morning. Hey, good morning, Solomon. Good morning to the WURD family. How you doing, man? I'm okay. I mean, it's been a long week for us on the city council side. Um, you know, I want to first offer my condolences to former chief clerk, uh, Mike Decker, this yes. is going to be our first council session since he passed away. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been really scrambling to try to make sure that we're abiding by the law and you know, providing the best service we can to the constituents of the Yeah, absolutely. Mike Decker absolutely will be missed. He was there uh, when I worked there. I worked for uh, Councilman uh, Wilson Good Jr. And he was working under the uh, uh, clerk who was there at that time. She has since passed away. And so. Um, the torch, of course, is is passed and, and he will be definitely missed. Yeah. So young black men and voting. Um, how much is voting down a, a, amongst our, our young brothers? So the data suggests right now that uh, black young black men are not likely or the least likely demographic to come out and vote in this year's primary and general election. Um, in the past, we've seen numbers and fluctuate as it relates to uh, black communities. But what we do know is, is when you look at uh, elections like this year, which is the presidential race, uh, people are beginning to rely more on the suburbs of southeastern Pennsylvania than Philadelphia itself, which is our surrounding area. So um, because clearly I represent that demographic, but it's not just me. You have four young black men in their 30s on city council. Like you said, you've worked in council before. Uh, most folks know that it's not common to have one or two right. um, um, folks in their 30s, let alone black men, and let alone be four. So myself and my colleagues, um, recognizing that this problem exists and also listening to some of the misinformation that's being put out there on social media, on blogs, and mm-hmm. people who are kind of gaining a name for themselves by saying they don't want to be a part of the democratic plantation or, mm-hmm. you know, voting doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, that information has um, been consuming people to the point where though folks who are on the seesaw are starting to lean that way. So yeah. we feel obligated to, first of all, lead by example. I think that it's something to be said when you see somebody that look like you, that come from where you come from, uh, who holds an elected office. I think that image alone is part of the narrative. And then the other part of the narrative is to get out there on the ground and try to offset some of the misinformation that's being presented. I guess my question is, given that they are that that much of the information that our young people get, they get straight from social media. Um, They do not watch the news. They do not read the newspaper. They do not um, seek other things to either confirm or. Um, or or deny the things that they've heard on social media from people who, quite frankly, um, you know, don't have any kind of qualifications to tell them anything. But they, they that's who they listen to. Look, you got a million followers. I'm listening to you. You got some money. I'm listening to you. You know, given that that's who they're listening to. Do you think that the message on the other side should come from elected officials like yourself or, or should it come from somebody else? We would love for the message to come from someone else. When we 
um, myself, Councilmember Jay Young, who represents the 5th District, Councilmember Anthony Phillips, who's my council person, and your council person representing the 9th District, mm-hmm. as well as Councilmember Nicholas Awarick, and working with our city commissioner's office. We plan to go outside of this government to be able to try to inspire people to participate in this year's election and every election moving forward. Um, so I don't want to give the perception that we feel like that we're the end all be all, but we also felt like we couldn't just sit on the sideline. You know, for, for me, I was born in the council in 2020. So that was my first time really being an elected official and having a big election like what we're going to see this year. But that was also the middle of the pandemic. Uh, so you know, I was only in there for a couple months and we were hit with the whirlwind of problems and, you know, thank God for at least, um, those of us who, who care about things like Roe v. Wade and stimulus dollars for the city of Philadelphia. Um, things worked out. Um, when you look at what's happened over the past four years and when you look at where black communities are, I just don't think people understand where their vote in 2020 got them. And I feel obligated to begin to carry a narrative that talks about, well, look, this is what government has done and this is how your life has changed because if I wake up every single day and I live in a neighborhood with nothing that's different since 2020, sometimes we got to explain to people what we protect them from, not just what we've done for them, because that's also a responsibility of government. So, I, I, yeah, we're going to be tapping into entertainers, uh, professional athletes that have some great relationships with born and raised Philadelphians, and we're going to actually get involved in the process of encouraging people to vote. Uh, but I do want to be clear, this is not our fight and our journey alone. But we also feel responsible to specifically speak to a, a, a demographic that we represent um, in, in, in the spaces that we're in on a consistent basis where people tell us, ah, yo, you know, Zeke, I'm not voting. You know, Jeff, I'm not voting. Yeah. You know, Anthony, I'm not voting. Nick, I'm not voting. We all hear this narrative in our spaces and we can't just sit on the sidelines and at least not trying to combat it and offset it with a different method. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked about this yesterday when I when I opened up the show. And, and one of the things I said is that, you know, brothers absolutely need to vote. But when they do, I hope they'll be informed uh, because I think many of us don't know that Donald Trump didn't give us no money. Right. Uh, saying you can relate to somebody because of their criminal record is an insult and dragging black women for doing their jobs. Women like Fonnie Willis, women like Letitia James. Uh, Dragon sisters should never be accepted by brothers like it's our job to protect them. And so there are some things that that we really don't know. Right. That we think that because we saw Donald Trump's name on a check, that was his money. That was our money that was actually coming back to us that had been approved by Democratic Congress. They are the ones who decide what money goes out, not the president. And so I, I just think. That if we have a basic understanding of how government works and and some of the things that we've been told, you know, maybe we would think differently. So so is education a part of this? I think you're absolutely right, Solomon. And that's why we're going in schools and partnering with universities to put ourselves in a position to be able to have those dialogues with people who's willing to listen. Look, I'm going to be honest, Solomon. There are some people who have built a brand on being antagonist. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not going to entertain those conversations mm-hmm. because it's important that we recognize that people with a platform who decide to take an antagonistic approach, we have to entertain that conversation too because they're, that message is resonating with people who's on a seesaw. Yeah. So yeah, we are going to be in schools. Huge uh, shout out to Commissioner Omar Sabir who's already doing civic engagement in schools. We're going to be partnering with him specifically focusing on people who are seniors to try to encourage them to get registered to vote. 
to vote, but also to inform them mm-hmm. of things like what you just talked about. Not only did Donald Trump not give us stimulus money, but the stimulus money that we got from the Biden administration in 2020 literally saved Philadelphia. I know mm-hmm. people are very frustrated with some of the things that we have going on within our city, but imagine how bad SEPTA would be if we didn't get stimulus money. Mm-hmm. Imagine how bad schools would be. Imagine how many city employees and government services we would have had to cut and lay off if we didn't get the multi-billion dollar stimulus money that's just about to run out right now. The last three years would have been a totally different place if we didn't get the lifeline that we got from the federal government because we would not have been able to pass a balanced budget. And for those of us who understand government, we know that those decisions saved us. We know that what was done around student loans helped move the credit of so many people. We know that what's happened as it relates to uh, protection and conversation around COVID, you know, that completely changed the entire game when the president switched and we took the coronavirus crisis uh, serious instead of treating it like a hoax or some type of conspiracy theory. You know, I'll never forget some of the press conferences I watched in 2020 uh, yeah. listening to the president of the United States treat, treat a deadly virus, you know, like it was some type of, of conspiracy uh, from China. Yeah. You know, the, the things we've seen, the things we watch, it's irresponsible. Um, it doesn't meet the standard and expectation of what it means to be president. But like you said, Solomon, because so many people, you know, are not used to the decorum that comes with the position and don't pay attention to the news and only get their information on social media, people weren't even outraged. Yeah. People don't really care. And people also think that the things he's been charged with, despite us listening to him on a recording, ask yeah. for more votes, people think that those things aren't okay. Um, while I might be frustrated with our former president, I want to be clear, this is a bipartisan effort. So my individual frustration uh, with uh, uh, our former president president doesn't reflect this effort. We're not asking people to just vote um, a certain specific way or a specific party. Uh, we're using this as a tactic to educate and inform and hopefully excite people to recognize that we need you to vote every year, twice a year. Now, in my personal time and the uh, with my personal platform, of course, I'm going to encourage people to vote for anybody. No, that's not true. I'm going to encourage people to vote for Joe Biden. But the idea that people would even consider uh, voting for Donald Trump, no matter what your color, race, or ethnicity, or religion, or personal belief is, to me, um, that just is a sign of being disconnected from government. Because at the end of the day, most of the things people feel like uh, Donald Trump did that were well, were not actually him. They were things that he was forced to do because... He didn't have the votes to go the other way. Mm-hmm. So we're talking with Councilman Isaiah Thomas. He is uh, leading an effort along with uh, other uh, black men on city council, including my councilman, uh, Anthony Phillips and um, and others to register young black men to vote. So, you know, um, however we can help uh, to, to get some brothers registered to vote, um, we are certainly willing to do that. And um, I think it's an important thing because you got a lot of brothers out here, man, who are disaffected. And one of the things that that I believe is happening with brothers is that we are seeing seeing our sisters uh, succeed in ways that for many brothers, they, they aren't. And I think that's that's an issue. And I think it turns us against each other. I think it it, it makes makes a lot of brothers feel less than. And and so, you know, what can we do? To kind of to kind of blunt that, because I think that's a real thing. And, and, and I think that's where government comes into play. 
So when you talk about, you know, um, having celebrities and uh, uh, famous people encourage people to vote, absolutely, yes, of course. But when we get to have the opportunity to have a conversation and we run into some brothers who might have had some hiccups in the road or who's just overall frustrated uh, with the professional ladder that they haven't necessarily been able to climb, <laughs> we got a ton of government jobs, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I love when I can go and engage somebody in dialogue and they tell me, you know, why they don't want to vote and, you know, how they've been frustrated with the lack of opportunity for themselves. And then we're able to switch to uh, flip the switch and give them the opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it's them wanting to be an entrepreneur and connecting them with the Commerce Department or PIBC, if it's them wanting some type of uh, stable employment and connecting them with the PPA or with SEPTA or other, other government agencies who are desperate right now to hire up. Um, I think that's when we come into play and when we're able to just make the difference in the lives of one or two people, then they can see, feel, and touch how government does make a difference and that might make them more inclined to be a regular as it relates to participating in the electoral process. So, uh, Solomon, I definitely want to take you up on the offer. I've mm-hmm. listened to you engage young men in the past. You're a phenomenal speaker. You have Thank the you. ability to um, really move folks and provide facts and data to be able to change their opinion. So as we go into schools, as we engage in difficult dialogue that, you know, normally you see this guy post this stuff and you would just kind of keep it scrolling because you, you, you know that antagonistic character that some people like to be on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we're not going to keep scrolling. Uh, we're going to entertain those those conversations and we're going to try our best to offset as many narr- narratives as, as we know that are out there so that we can begin to uh, present people with a balance. Yeah. Right. The misinformation is coming um, and it's coming rapidly and it's right there on your phone. As soon as you wake up, uh, mm-hmm. we got to offset that narrative, public service announcements, um, education forums, panels, you know, uh, giving away free food, um, especially at our schools. Our young people like when you come in and, you know, buy them lunch, yeah. talk to them about mm-hmm. the voting process, explain to them how votes impact their everyday life, and then giving them opportunity to register to vote right there. You know, that's really the overall objective. And we're going to do this for the entire year. And hopefully by the end of the year, we're satisfied with the needle that we've been able to move, uh, specifically in black and brown neighborhoods in Philadelphia. All right. So where can people go to get more information about this effort? Sure. So people can reach out to me. I'm council member Isaiah Thomas, as well as any of the other three uh, brothers that's a part of this. Council member Anthony Phillips in the ninth district, council member Jeffrey Young in the fifth district, council member Nicholas O'Roy, uh, council member at large um, in the, on the minority side. Um, we want to hear from folks, uh, but we also want to reach out to as many schools and young people. And uh, we're going to be canvassing neighborhoods. Uh, going into uh, barbershops, beauty salons, breakfast uh, locations, restaurants. Uh, we're going to try our best to touch and, and feel as many places as we can. So folks can feel free to reach out to us on the council side. And if or a number, I, and this last thing I'll say, Solomon, and I'm super excited about uh, when we announced the initiative, a number of organizations have already reached out to us individually mm-hmm. uh, to ask us to collaborate with them and to join this effort to be able to try to move the deal to a black neighborhood. So the energy is there. Uh, the willingness to partner with us is there. And uh, we're open to working with anybody in the city of Philadelphia who want to perpetuate this positive narrative of what we need to do in black neighborhoods to improve our numbers. All right. That is Councilman Isaiah Thomas. He is uh, leading an effort to register over 2,000 black men, young black men, to vote 
um, in this upcoming election. He's working with uh, council members Jeffrey Young, Nicholas O'Rourke and Anthony Phillips, uh, my councilman. And so we are looking forward uh, to learning more about that effort. Councilman Thomas, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.